the look the podcast bringing back a personal pop culture recommendation with Ren and Roger what's your name man welcome to give it a look my name is Roger and I am here with my fabulous co-host Rin Rin who would you prefer as your biological father Pierce Brosnan Colin Firth or Stellan Skarsgård that's a hard one like they're bit daddies aren't they Daddy. They're all a bit of, <laughs> yeah, they're all daddies. Um, I'll go Colin first. Because he's so spontaneous? No, actually, maybe, actually, you know what? I'm going to go Pierce Brosnan because the other two are more daddies to me. I'm going to say Pierce as well because uh, the man knows how to pull off a good polo shirt. I think he could teach me a thing or two about uh, hair grooming. Well, I'm a big fan of um, Stellan's son, Alexander, so I think that would be weird, you know. <laughs> Love for all generations. That's what we're at, we're about here and give it a look. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for leaving feedback on our uh, Apple Podcast platform. My favorite review from this week comes from Youngie who says, the best, five stars, just the best discussion of great movies. Show us some love on Apple Podcasts, leaving, uh, leave us a rating and review. Happy, thank you, more please. This week, we have selected a film for each other, both musicals, both, uh, you might like to say, cultural phenomenons in the musical space. Uh, neither of us have seen the film that's been recommended to us. We're going to start with my recommendation to you, Rin. It is Hamilton, an American musical. Yes. The cultural phenomenon of 2015, written and composed by Mr. Lin-Manuel Miranda, the man himself. Now, this thing is more decorated than a soldier. It had 16 Tony nominations and 11 wins. It won a Pulitzer Prize for drama in 2016. It's just amazing. And I wouldn't have done a deep dive into it without the help of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. They did a segment with the cast, all remote, um, singing one of the songs from the soundtrack, Helpless. And it was so good and such an earworm that I went, I've got to check this out. And lo and behold... This has become one of my favorite musicals. Technically not a film. This is technically a uh, recording of a Broadway performance in 2016, uh, just after the Tony Awards. But the creativity in this show is staggering. It is, of course, telling the story of Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers of the United States of America. He worked in the Treasury very early on, and this is about his rise and fall, his humble beginnings uh, as an orphan, his time as a soldier, his time in politics and the, uh, the lovers and the haters and all the good times that happened along the way. Significant as well, for featuring a main cast of mainly people of colour playing predominantly white characters. But, um, yeah, really opening up opportunities for uh, people of colour to really star. It's completely sung through or rapped through. Huge influence from R&B and rap here. And a real, sorry, a real reverence shown for the history of musical theatre and uh, the history of R&B as well. So what's your opening thoughts, Rin? I thought this was fantastic. I thought it was very clever. There's a big juxtaposition 
between like you see how everyone's dressed like you know it's so it's the late 1700s and everyone's you know dressed up in that fashion um but then you hear them singing like you know like you said um the hip-hop and the r&b and it's you know very very different um obviously time periods of um those kind of things I thought it was so fun it was really smart it was really whippy and there was like that wit to it as well um those bits where I, I quite I laughed out loud but you know and there's a lot of um emotion in it as well I loved it I thought it was fantastic I just sat there and I watched it usually you know I kind of fiddle around and you know on my phone or you know I do a crochet or something like that draw sketches of Pierce Brosnan Pierce Brosnan with a frog body <laughs> P-H-R-O-G, frog. <laughs> One of my favourite characters, though, was um, Jonathan Groff, who plays King George III. Um, he, like, he's also been in things like uh, Glee, and he was also... Kristoff, sorry, he plays Kristoff in Frozen. He kind of came in as like a commentary character, didn't he? Like, but there was one scene where he was singing and like a bit of, quite a lot of spit came out and I was like, oh, oh no, that's so gross. Because <laughs> he's not even wiping it off his lip, you know, kind of thing. As the story went on, there was, it kind of reminded me of it so poppery, right? It was like there's a lot of drama and scandal. Like, you know, there's um the themes of like infidelity and there's bribery and star-crossed lovers and, you know, uh loss of loved ones, you know, things like that. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm here for it. I love the tea. Juicy. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's quite a few historical embellishments. For example, Hamilton ends up marrying Eliza Schuyler and there are documented letters between him and her sister in, and her sister, Angelica. Uh, however, it's never really been historically established that they were involved with each other or had an affair or anything. Mm-hmm. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, I liked um, that. I don't know what the song's name is, but obviously there's a time of uh, a period of time where he's by himself and quite lowly, little quotation marks, you know, and there's this woman who kind of uh, sneaks her way into his bed. Say no to this is the name of the song. But yeah, and that's quite a, I found that was quite a scandal, you know, scandalous kind of song. Um, I quite enjoyed that. That was quite funny. I thought it was quite well done. What I like is that, you know, Lin-Manuel put this together and casted himself as the central role. However, I think he's the kind of artist who knows that he's not the strongest vocalist and he's not the strongest vocalist. He certainly has, he's certainly a great actor and certainly has a knack for memorizing lines of rap and, and being able to pull it all together. But he has really assembled, I think this is going to go down as one of the best original Broadway casts of all time. You've got absolute powerhouse voices. It was fantastic. I was like, how do they remember their lines? Like you said before, it's uh, like a a sing-through. Les Miserables is the same. Like they just sing the whole way through as well. I I like that, to be honest. I quite like that. But it was funny. My partner walked past and he's like, oh, what's this? Oh, and he started bopping his head. He's walking past and bopping his head. Yeah, it was really funny. (laughs) He's he's getting into into the beat. Honestly, that warms my heart because this is the kind of crossover success that is going to bring more people into musical theatre. This, thing, Oh, absolutely. This is probably the best modern musical you can show to someone who says, I hate musicals, and for them to appreciate it. He hates musicals. Not that he, he didn't watch, like sit down and watch it with me from the start. He kind of came in and was bopping around, you know, doing some things. And then he was sitting down and he was like, oh, this is different to what I thought it was. Because like I said before, the the way they're dressed, you don't expect them to be singing the way they're singing, right? And also I think every single American, American Revolution or American history teacher is just so thankful for this um, 
for this musical as well, uh, making history exciting mm. and accessible. I studied American Revolution in high school and this wasn't around at the time. Mm-hmm. All we had was the John Adams HBO miniseries. But what an incredible tool for teaching people about history. Yeah, you're right. Us growing up in Australia as well, like this isn't necessarily the the history that we learn. So I did have to actually look up quite a few things because I I didn't know about, you know, I knew I've heard of the concept of the founding fathers, but I don't know who they were and what they did. And um, yeah, no, I, I found it interesting to find out it was based off an actual person. You're always learning something new, right? And, you know, with popularity comes memes, of course, and there's so much meme ability here between and Peggy, uh, between Hercules Mulligan and his many, uh, many great raps, between uh, King George. I'm going to post a video as well of a very early draft of the song that uh, eventually became Helpless. It's a very rough cut and it warms my heart because everyone has to start somewhere. Everyone has to start with a really bad first draft. It's unbelievable to me that he was able to pull this from the creative void. Did you have any particular scenes or musical numbers that really stood out for you, favourites? Actually, I really liked all the numbers with the Skylar sisters. Their vocals are phenomenal amazing and I was just taken aback like yeah the woman who plays Eliza Philippa Sue yeah mm-hmm. she's amazing like and her emotion as well like you can see them when um they're on the stage like they've got tears in their eyes as well and falling down their face and it's just amazing like you feel like you're there as well and that's one thing I'm really looking forward to now that we're kind of out of lockdown is going back to the theater I love going to the theater like it you just get so exhilarated right Would you see this on stage in Melbourne next year? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think it's in March, so maybe we'll have to go. We're going. There's no doubt about it. This thing is a bloody treasure. We're going. All right. That sounds good. (laughs) Lock it in, Eddie. (laughs) Like I said, I was late to the party on this Mm. one, and I just became a complete evangelist for this musical as soon as I got into it. I was like, where has this been all my life? Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been involved in the local spoken word scene, and there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love for this musical in that scene as well because it kind of treads some of that same creative ground. The turns of phrases, the wordplay is just enviable in so many places places. You mentioned so much pathos, so much emotion, you know, how did you go with some of the more sad moments? For me, I can barely listen to It's Quiet Uptown without bawling my eyes out when they lose their son. No, that was very sad. Um, I mean, I didn't cry. Maybe I don't have a hot heart. <laughs> it was very sad. And that's the part I'm talking about with Eliza, with the emotion. Like you can just, like she kind of has this big gasp of like her heart has broken and you can feel that. Yeah, that's it's very powerful. That's for sure. One thing to be mindful of when you're watching this is that uh, certain actors, play more than one character here. Did you find that uh, reasonably easy to follow or not? Yeah, I, I figured the ones that had shorter parts at the start, you could tell like when they picked up someone else because, I mean, they kind of dressed as someone else. The guy who played Lafayette. David Diggs. Yes. And then he played um, Thomas Jefferson. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. He was so funny. He was very good. He was very good in that role. I think that role, it was like it was made for him. Very sassy. Such a, a contrast in different vocal styles because... David has a certain tone that someone like Chris Jackson, you know, um, as George Washington, it's very different for him. This musical is always going to be associated with the Obama 
administration. Mm -hmm. um, Obama was a huge supporter and huge proponent of Lin-Manuel Miranda's work. He had uh, Miranda come to the White House and perform a few numbers from this while it was still in the writing stage. So I think there's just such a pre-2016 feeling of, of jubilation and mm -hmm. hope in here. This was just one of the best things I ever discovered last year. I think it's fantastic that, like you mentioned before, this production is predominantly non-white actors and actresses. And I think that's fantastic as well. It's showcasing more to us as well. And I think it's easy for the theatre and everything to get whitewashed to, uh, to a degree. And this is just fantastic. And it just shows the diversity. Mm. There's been a little bit of backlash against Hamilton for glossing over um, the surrounding context of slavery, but I think Miranda didn't want to labour a point, you mm -hmm. know, and I think he had a, a bit of a different kind of story to tell rather than saying, oh, did you know that this was also happening the whole time? Leslie Odom Jr. was the one who won the Tony Award here. He played Aaron Burr, and he just does a fantastic job. As oh, amazing. Almost the central character mm. and almost uh, this really tragic character who, you know, his life story kind of runs in parallel to Hamilton and they have several kind of run-ins um, and their attitudes towards each other change. They're kind of um, frenemies, aren't they? Mm, yes, there's, there's a lot of great interactions between the two. Great to hear the feedback. Is this give it a look or give it a miss, Rin? Give it a look. <laughs> I'm stamping absolutely required viewing on this one. I don't, want, I don't want anyone listening to this podcast anymore if you haven't seen this. It's a bit harsh. So this is... <laughs> Available to stream exclusively on Disney+. Plus. It is quite long. There is an interim. So, um, yeah, just go in with expectations adjusted and you'll have a fantastic time. Cool. All right. Let's move on. What was your recommendation to me this week, Rin? Uh, yeah, so I recommended to you the uh, 2008 musical Mamma Mia. I love this movie. I love it so much. I watch it a lot. I watch it a lot. Like when I can't think of anything I want to want to watch, I just pop it on. If I just want to do something, I pop it on. <laughs> it's kind of like my um, my Carol King of movies. I'm gonna say my tapestry of movies. So basically, we start in uh, this movie in sunny Greece. Uh, Sophie, who's played by uh, Amanda Seyfried, uh, is about to marry her fiancé Skye, who's played by Dominic Cooper, and she doesn't know who her father is. What's the best way to find out who your father is than by looking through your mum's old journals, right? <laughs> You'd think a paternity test, but whatever. But, um, you know, anyway, and Sophie discover, uh, discovers that her mother Donna, played by Meryl Streep, um, has had flings with three men in sh like a short succession. Um, unsure of who uh, her father could be, you know, Sophie decides to invite these three men to her wedding who she's never met in her life. Uh, assuming that she'll know who he is when she sees him. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the case, um, but, you know, he's happy to see these strangers nonetheless. Uh, she hides these men. Um, so we've got Sam, who's played by Pierce Brosnan, uh, Harry, who's played by Colin Firth. Daddy. And Bill, um, who's played by Stellan Skarsgård. Also daddy. And she hides them in the old go house, uh, you know, where eventually Donna finds them and is shocked to find them kind of thing. Um, and, you know, throughout the film, we enjoy ABBA songs through, you know, through the feelings and situations of the characters, you know, on the journey to find out who Sophie's dad is. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I love this film. It makes me feel so happy and nostalgic, you know, due to, you know, the ABBA um, music in it. It's a bit lame. It's a bit corny. Um, but, you know, it's a bit of a treasure and it's a bit of a delight. And, you know, I just, I love it. But, yeah, please fill me in. What what did you think? This was a mixed bag for me. 
I yeah. went in having my expectations set by one of my housemates who watched it with me and who has seen it many times, has a little bit of a storied history in this house. And so I was expecting something really, really camp, really out there. In some respects, it met those expectations. In other respects, I wanted it to go further. I wanted this to be like an all-out hairspray level camp. I would rather watch hairspray than this, which is probably not not a good sign. Well, I love both of those, so I'll approve. Like <laughs> maybe the issue is that this is a jukebox musical, so it's all ABBA songs, and I'm just not sure if I'm as in love in ju- with jukebox musicals as traditional uh, musicals, mm-hmm. because you kind of have to do this recontextathon where you're always reshaping the narrative of each song to fit the story, and the story here is a bit weak source. It's a bit of a lame story, uh, let's be honest. (laughs) And also this whole thing about running this hotel on the Greek island and uh, Sophie's fiancé Sky is going to make a website and it's going to be great. It's like, what are are we in 1998? (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it for what it is, man. It's great. (laughs) Also, Donna, worst journaling ever, honestly. Dot, dot, dot. dot. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, she took him to the island, if you know what I mean. And dot, 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 <laughs> with these daddies. <laughs> Dominic Cooper is such a baby face in this. He's doing his best Peter Andre impression. I've known him more from his recent work in the Preacher series, so it was a little bit of a reawakening and really doesn't get much to do. He's just kind of there in a few scenes. His vocals are a bit to be desired, I think, as well. Like, that's the thing. This movie has been um, criticised for not the best vocals from big, you know, stars in it as well. Like, Pierce Brosnan got smashed by the critics about his vocals. He's pretty bad. But you know what? I also love when people just sing from their heart and then if it makes them happy, then that's nice. I like that. I'm like, you know what? He has the confidence to do that and I'll applaud that. Sing from his auto-tuned software more like it. Music-wise, one thing I did like is the remixing of different kind of stanzas from the ABBA songs into the original score. Mm -hmm. Uh, That happens a lot, especially with uh, the title track. What I don't like is there's several scenes where a character will be on their own singing and then it kind of mixes their vocals in with chorus members, even though chorus members are not on screen. Uh, Yeah. I found that a little bit of a strange creative choice. Do you have an example of that one? Uh, again, Mamma Mia. You've got Meryl Streep on her own on the um, roof of, of the goat house. And, oh, um, yeah, but you've got all the villagers around, yeah, but you know? they're not there yet. They're not there yet. My housemate praised uh, the strength of Meryl Streep's uh, pelvic floor muscles as well. Oh. Uh, she bounces so much on the bed during uh, Dancing Queen that uh, without weaning herself, good for her. She's giving her all here. She's probably one of the highlights of the um, film. Well, see, I probably would have rolled my ankle if I was jumping on a bed. I think you're right in saying that the men who play the three potential fathers are kind of having the time of their life, you know. Just be prepared to see Stellan Skarsgård's ass in all its um, Scandinavian glory. <laughs> I love the character of Rosie, who's played by um, Julie Walters. Um, she's also uh, plays plays Molly Weasley from the Harry Potter series. It took me so long to realise that um, because obviously she didn't have the red hair, the red, lo- like the long hair. She had, you know, kind of her spiky little short hair. Um, 
But I love her character. I think she's so funny. I think a lot of the characters are really funny. Like Donna's two girlfriends that come in, they're a hoot. They're so funny. I was actually kind of checked out by the third act just because there were a couple of snoozer songs in a row as well. There's a couple of ones where there's not much Mm. going on choreography-wise. It's literally two characters on the screen singing at each other about what they're feeling. And that's that can be hard to make interesting, even though... You're in this uh, beautiful part of the world where they um, film this. Probably uh, an overuse of soft focus as well. Is this film racist towards Greek islanders? I'm not sure. I think the jury's out. There's a there's a few questionable parts <laughs> of them in this in this time. Well, a few stereotypes, you reckon? Just a few. You're picking up this uh, Scandinavian wonder of ABBA, you know, from the cold and placing them in this beautiful sun drenched context. It's a little bit a little bit strange. This thing also has about 200 endings, and like I said, I was a bit checked out by the end. By the time we had Stellan Skarsgård and Julie Walters crawling on their hands and knees on a rooftop, I was like, come on, what are we what are we doing here? Can we wrap up, please? And the end. <laughs> credits you can't even escape from it because there's even more singing there and more costumes if you're more of an abba fan maybe you'll love this movie maybe you're not as big of an abba fan as i am i don't mind abba but this wasn't quite what i wanted it to be it kind of spent a lot of time on subplots that weren't well put together yeah I actually really liked the sequel. Um, I mean, there was a few plot holes, but you know what? I'm going to forgive that. It's great because I actually, again, I went to the cinema by myself. Yes, I do do that by myself. I, I have no shame. I'll just go. Some people are weird about it. But anyway, I went and saw this movie and yeah, the sequel, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me feel the emotions. And that's what I want in a movie. You know what? If it's a bit lame and a daggy, that's okay. That's a great attitude. I'm not going to stomp over anyone who likes this movie or adores it i think jukebox musicals do become popular because they have an inbuilt familiarity to the music if that helps lower the barrier of entry then that's great this uh just wasn't for me especially after having attached myself to hamilton more recently this just couldn't meet those standards yeah this movie made a lot of money as well like huge i think the budget was 52 million and it made over 600 million dollars it's a lot of dosh I think I read somewhere it was the highest grossing film made directed by a woman until Wonder Woman came out in 2017. Mm, That sounds true. That's pretty impressive. Girl power. Okay, Rojo, here's the question. Who is Sophie's father? Benny from ABBA. (laughs) Twist. (laughs) Movie twist. And that's how her and everyone that is there know the words to all the songs. I didn't care, Rin. I didn't care. I couldn't buy into the story. I think I'm trying to make you like it. Yeah, I think it might be. That's okay. <laughs> I was looking at my phone by the last act. I just really mm. couldn't care. And then it took a long time to wrap up and for all the plots to kind of um, wrap up. That's all right. What's your verdict? Uh, it's give it a miss, unfortunately. Yeah. No, uh, no. Uh, uh, you're wrong, but it's fine. That's Rin's favourite phrase, as we know. <laughs> if you did want to check out Mamma Mia, it is currently streaming on Stan. And if you have an opinion on either of these smash hit musicals, please let us know on our socials. Rin, where can people reach out to us? Yeah, so on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at giveitalookpod and you guys can always email us at giveitalook1 at outlook.com. That's the place to be, the room where it happens, as they say. Looking forward to next week. Let's talk a little bit about our next recommendations to each other. What you got for me, Rin? So I am giving the people what they want, okay? You're getting 
the 2009 movie from the Twilight Saga, New Moon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we all end up at our own vomits, don't we? We all drink from the old same wells. Time for some more hot garbage. This is probably our first um, fan service pick, I suppose. <laughs> all right. What's, what's my pick? What are you giving to me this week? I'm giving you a film that I found to be one of the stronger mainstream comedies of the last few years. I'm giving you Game Night, starring Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Oh, very, very big stars. Cool. Quite a few excellent supporting um, character turns in that one. I think it's uh, it's a real crowd pleaser. Well, that's it for another installment of Give It a Look. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Reach out to us on socials as well. Rin, anything to sign off with? Oh, yes. Don't forget to subscribe, guys, and follow us on our socials. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.